1: Welcome. I'm really excited for today for a number of reasons. First, we actually have a female on the podcast. Whoop! So I'm really happy for that. Uh, We've had three glorious men. So it's good to mix it up. And I'm so glad to have uh, the queen of women. We have Heather with us today. And Heather, I'm really excited for today's conversation with you uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, We've connected more recently. I've just really enjoyed just the natural flow and, you know, just that organicness of our interactions has been so beautiful and I love the personal touches that you have really shown you know when communicating with booking even this uh, podcast of how you gave me a beautiful little personalized video which I thought was incredible I've never had that so that really kind of I think put you in good stead uh, for such a beautiful interview today how are you today
0: I am wonderful, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. And they say that you never have a second chance to make a first impression. And so I'm glad that my video <laughs> helped me knock it out of the park. I've recently found brains magazine and your work and I I'm, yeah, I am a massive fan. So it is a privilege to be here with you today.
1: That's good. Cause I think the feeling is very much mutual and I'm excited what we can co create together uh, over the next 30 minutes. So I think it's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. Now, I would love to know from the get-go, really, your business is called Atmana, and I would love mm-hmm. to know what does that actually stand for? Because I've never come across it before. I thought rather than do a research and find out, I'd give you the opportunity because I'm sure other people may well be interested. Atmana Coaching Academy is uh, one of your you know, creations, so I'd love to know some of the, the reason behind that.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. So the reason why you've never seen it is it's actually a made up word. Um, so really the the name of the company is really synonymous with the mission of our company. And so I wanted, I, when I first started my business, I just did it under my name, Heather Alashea. And I did that intentionally because I wanted to wait until something really hit my heart that was truly descriptive of what I felt like I was called to bring into the world And so, um, my, one of my first mentors, her name was Dolores cannon. She talked a lot about the higher self. And I was so excited to find out that in the Hindu tradition, they have this concept of the Atman, which is the soul of the soul or the version of yourself. That if you could overcome every obstacle, if you could learn to express who you really are, not only in this moment, but also the person you're called to become. So psychologists call this self-actualization, right? If we could, if we could manage to embody all that we can be, that's the Atman. Mm. And so I, I fell in love with this concept of the Atman as a coach and a clinically trained psychotherapist. I abs- I'm addicted and I'm going to use that word addicted. I'm addicted to watching people win through mm. expressing who they Thank are you right for it's joining this episode I mean, it's with me Mark win, right? it's how we do it I, I hope you've really enjoyed it come feel free to leave us a positive review on self. itunes um,
1: and i look forward I, to welcome you back coach, to the next episode of, of the brains magazine podcast that
0: we experience in life it's mm. not all roses right it's not all hopium it's not all sunlight and, and roses you know um and so i in keeping with the Eastern tradition, I also borrowed, um, from the concept of Nirvana, which in, you know, the Western world, we just call this heaven. Yes. So it's, it's entering a state of peace. It's entering a state of non-suffering. And so the word Atmana is a mix between Atman and Nirvana. And it means as we become our higher selves, as we learn to express who we are in the world, we enter that state of peace. And we, in the, you know, Christian tradition, we usher in the kingdom of heaven on earth, as we I believe that how we do that is through aligning with our, our truest selves and supporting other people along the way. And so as an Atmana coach, um, we embody that. We train and and help aspiring healers learn the art and the science of helping people embody their Atmana.
1: Wow, mm. oh, what a beautiful what a beautiful story on that because I, I always find this power in words and in meaning and I'm always curious when you hear words whether it's a reinvention or whether it's something that you're birthing for yourself. So I love, I love the story behind that and what it really represents and it's quite clever. And I realized Heather, you know, our interactions have been pretty recent and yet there has been such a familiar, our uh, familiarity between, you know, the two of us, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, you know, even at the start of this podcast, Uh, real realising how relaxed you know we are you know I didn't even necessarily introduce you like the way that I though normally so I want to do that before I I (laughs) dive straight into it so like you said I'm Heather Alice Shea and uh, it's great to have you you are the CEO and founder of Admana and you have that coaching academy, you're also a teacher and a writer as well. And so it's good just to be able to spend this time with you. And I really want to glean as much from you as possible, because I really feel that within you is a vessel of, of treasure and warmth, and also some real unique understandings of how you operate. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we talked a little bit before we went on air about uh, Clubhouse in particular, it's something that's really kind of Taking prevalence in a lot of business people's lives as well, and um, we recently did a room uh, the other day called "What What Is Most Important in Business." And actually, uh, I've asked this question to a couple of our other guests around what is the most important in life for you? Is it logic or intuition, Heather? What it, What is it for you?
0: I think it's a mix of both, and this is the future. So we live in a very brain based culture right now. It's very intellectual. It's very mind, 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 right? Logical linear. If it doesn't make sense, if we can't see it, touch it, smell it, taste it, perceive it with our five senses, who cares, right? We're coming out of about 500 years of human beings discovering, you know, the scientific method. Previous to that, it was very intuition, heart-based, right? Spirituality. We, as human beings, we, we sort of identified with the soul more, right? Right. So I think what's so cool about being, first of all, just alive today, living on the earth as a human being, but particularly as conscious creators in business, is that we have a unique opportunity to usher in, embody, and utilize both. So in Atmana, we teach an integrated approach, not only to coaching skill, but also intuitive development. Um, you know, I think who was it that said, I don't know if it was Einstein or Steve jobs, I'm terrible at remembering quotes, but you know, you let the, you let the heart decide what, and you let this head decide how. I like and so I, I, think, well, it, uh, Einstein did say the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind, um, is a faithful servant. And we mm-hmm. have created a society that worships the servant and has forgotten the gift. Mm. And so I I think if I had to pick one I would absolutely say intuition. Mm. But I also know that we become our intuition becomes far more sharpened, more powerful and more accurate when we allow, you know, kind of the 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 linear uh thinking style decision making style problem solving style to marry on the back end of that intuitive process. And so I'm really proud of what we're creating here in Atmana. It's about saying no, no. We we need both. We need to integrate both, whether it's masculine, feminine, whether it's left brain, right brain, whether it's cognition or uh, intuition. You know, we're here for all of it because these are fundamental aspects of who we are. So. You know, we have two operating systems, right? We have an intuitive operating system and we have a logical operating system. So I I think now is our unique moment and opportunity to, to learn how to be all that we are. Um, and I love what you're saying about conscious business. I think we also have an opportunity to bring more heart into our, our, our businesses and, um, you know, you had mentioned clubhouse. I got on clubhouse and I was like, Oh, I cannot do this. I just can't, I can't with one more app. I can't with one more, you know, even the podcast, right? Like I just can't, there's so much out there, but I, I came into one of your rooms on clubhouse and I just, I found myself staying. I was in there for 10 minutes, for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes, for 40 minutes. i left that clubhouse thinking Mark is doing this right. You're here serving. You're here giving. It's heart first, mm. right? That that is what I I love and I I really admire um, when I see in in business, just you know, people in business or just humans in general. So,
1: mm. no, I I love that. I love the fact that you you've seen that, and I appreciate it. And uh, I think we we say that we let our heart lead us, but we take our brain with. Right. You know, there's there's that sense of the interesting thing, Heather is and I I own this as well, my heart sometimes, or uh, intuition as we talk, sometimes can get us into trouble, but it's always worth it because you always feel so much more alive and happy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I am logical, but I'm more intuitive, just like yourself. And I realize that when I allow my intuition to, to lead me, then I know that the choices that I make will leave me feeling fulfilled, even if there is more of a risk and sometimes it gets you in trouble.
0: I, I completely agree with that. And, um, you know, what, what I love about taking sort of, I'm a big nerd, right? Like mm. the truth is I'm just a massive nerd. I love the research because I grew up in a very very conservative. I'm from the South here in the United States. I'm, I was raised in a very conservative religious home. Okay. So if it did not come from the Bible or you can't see it with your own, you know, with your own two eyes, if it's not coming through your five senses, then, then you don't need it. Right. And so when I first started really committing to an intuitively led life, like you're saying, Mm. I wanted to know what's the research. Is this all just new age hooey? Mm. Is this just You know, is this just stuff people say to make themselves feel good or is there something to this? Mm. So what we now know about an intuitively led life and using your intuition. And I talk about intuition in two ways. One, this is a language. Intuition is an actual language. It's not based using physical sound out of your mouth. It uses energy to communicate. And when you understand the science behind how intuition works, that becomes really simple to understand, right? Mm. So it's a language, it's, a, it's, a, it's how we can communicate with one another, right? But it's also a thinking style, a decision-making style. It's very different from the, the cognitive model that we're also familiar with. But what we now know from the research on intuition is that it is far more, once you learn how to use this skill, and that is exactly what intuition is, it is a learnable skill. Once you learn that you realize what you just said is the smartest thing you can do, which is let your intuition lead, because it's actually far more able that language. And that that uh, thinking style is far more able to, um, To understand what is best for you others in the world more accurately and more quickly than your mind could ever try to comprehend or, or much less take action on. So I agree with you. It does kind of get you in trouble at the outset, but I think if we stick with that way of being what we find in a, maybe six months to a year is our life transforms in ways that defy rational thought, but are nonetheless practical and real. So Mm. I love that you're dedicated to that. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, and I like the fact that you're kind of sharing what intuition is as well, like, because I think the certain words we share in our everyday, and sometimes the breakthrough for a lot of people is actually to redefine what that word really means, so that we can have a better understanding, because sometimes we may think, oh, I actually do lead with intuition, but I didn't realize that that was what it was and sometimes we have different names like gut and you know mm-hmm. I always joke Heather and say you know I always follow my gut that's why I've got a big one it's like one of my one of my uh, uh kind of justifying you know a sweet tooth you know making sure my intuition is as big as it can be you know um but how, how- I
0: am borrowing that I'm borrowing that
1: well you can't <laughs> because there's more meat on my arm than there is on your waist <laughs> you're gonna to have to be a little more creative Heather on that one but, but how, how does it work and can can we do you feel like we can grow our intuition do you think it's as simple as kind of just honoring it and then the more we honor it it naturally grows or is it just a case of our consciousness just becomes more aware it's always been there what, what would be your thoughts on that
0: yeah. So, oh my goodness, what a delicious question. I love that you're asking these, these, these amazing questions. Um, the first is that the research shows that intuition is a learnable skill, just like any other, uh, natural, uh, inborn ability that a human being could embody. So, uh, a great analogy to this is like sports ability, right? We mm. all have some baseline level of like, let's say basketball playing, mm. right? So Everybody is born with the ability more or less to you know dribble a ball. Some people are born way better at it, like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. The, come on now. These people are geniuses in their respective lanes, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing is to understand it is a learnable skill. And there are you know step one, step two, step three, things that you can do to develop and really put on intuitive muscle. But I think you just nailed it. One of the first things that we can do as an intuitive a person who wants to develop our intuition and we have a six step framework that we use here to teach intuitive development but the first is just becoming aware and accepting that you have this inner technology within you that has the capable to lead and guide your life in sustainable and accurate ways so if we if we don't kind of get over the hump of the doubt of it Mm -hmm. eh, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot And I love how you're also talking about redefining intuition because that word has been thrown around. And what I've, what I have learned is it means a lot of different things to a lot of people. Mm. So if we just take it down to keeping it very, very simple, if you actually look, I think this is such a beautiful definition. If you look at what the word intuition actually means, it means to, if you break it down, right. So in is on or upon tree is uh, to instruct or to teach our modern word. Tuition shares the same root word Mm -hmm. with intuition, right. To instruct or to teach. Right. Mm. Um, and then, uh, uh, oh my gosh, it's Tury at the end means watcher or guard. Mm. So to say that you're an intuitive, what intuition, what the word really means is to say that you are a person to say, I'm an intuitive. Mm. You are a person who contemplates on or upon the teaching from your inner watcher or Mm. your inner guard. Mm. You're a person who who listens to your own soul Mm. guiding you. That's what the word means. So I love that to say I'm an intuitive. It means, hey, I'm a person who accepts the fact that within me is an intelligence inborn given to every human soul. And I'm going to live my life trusting that source of eternal wisdom. Right. Mm. And also encouraging you to do it too, mm. trusting myself and trusting you mm. as you do it and connecting at that heart level.
1: Mm. Oh, do you know, you did something for me there. I love, I love looking at the root meaning of, of words and, and it kind of just adds a whole nother paradigm and level of just goodness. You just mm-hmm. can't help, but to just be like, come on, when's the next t- chance I can uh, be led by my intuition? It's mm-hmm. almost like you kind of, you're like chomping at the bit, you know, and uh, I love the word inspire for the same reason, because it means to breathe upon. And when when you take words in a, in a different way, when somebody says you inspire me, they say you breathe life into me, then that absolutely takes the whole level of that word to a total different meaning. So I love the wow. fact that, you wow. know, with the intuition, you just did that because it's, oh. does it it changes it changes the level of consciousness and just the hunger and excellence to be like i really want to be intuitive you know i want that i want that
0: yeah another word let's just nerd for a minute another (laughs) word that that uh that is so fascinating to me is the word genius so uh the word genius just means to be a person who is expressing who's in action they're embodying and expressing the um, the truth of their soul. So they're a person who's acting out the wisdom of their of their soul. So back in the day when they would say to a person, "He's a genius" or "She's a genius," that didn't mean oh you're that didn't mean oh you're Mister Smarty Pants. You have an IQ of 155. That is not what it meant. It had nothing to do with cognitive intelligence. It had to do with being a person who knew who they were, what they wanted, what their desires were, what their gifts were. And then they endeavor to act upon those gifts in a meaningful way for themselves, for the betterment of themselves, others, and the world. Mm. So to say that you're a genius mm. is to say that you're a person who's living intuitively mm-hmm. because intuition is the the mechanism by which we receive said instruction and embody said soul, said wisdom. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I, I think, yeah, I love it. Inspire, genius, intuition. Let's go. Let's go. Isn't that so rich?
1: <laughs> It is because your definition of genius is even the first definition for me is even what I've been believing. But then when you talked about the second part of knowing who you are and what your skills are and honoring those skills, you know, that really does actually really help and it does shift the framework. And maybe sometimes when we reflect on things, the redefining of these words that we hear every day is actually the thing that's going to give us the freedom and breakthrough that I think so many people are looking for. So I love that. I love that uh, Heather so much. And um, I know that you love the premise of coaching the whole, uh, Mm. you know, the whole Atamana coaching Academy is obviously a big part of, of who you are. So I know that you love the premise of coaching. Do you believe that intuition and coaching serve each other and, and how do they interact with each other as a, as a premise?
0: I think the more, well, the more experienced you are as a coach. And I would also say any type of like professional healing profession. So this would include like psychologists, psychotherapists, what you find after you get some reps under your belt, some hours in the chair Mm. is that it's all intuition. Mm. It's all intuition. It's all connection with the client learning how to deeply connect. So the kind of father of humanistic psychology, we base our coach training program module, you know, section number one, here's what you learn is what Carl Rogers taught, which is there, they call it the three Rogerian conditions or the three fundamental conditions that we need in order to help people transform into their higher self, right? Whether you're trying to heal something, fix something in the past that you feel needs to be, you know, made well, or you're just wanting to to develop new skills and, you know, express more of your potential. Mm -hmm. How we do that as coaches is we we embody unconditional positive regard, congruence, which is we be authentic with our clients and empathy, meaning Mm -hmm. we connect with our client, not as we see them, but as they are. We learn the ability to feel other people as they feel, not as we think they feel, or we think they should feel, right? But as they feel. And so what I have found in my work, and the research shows uh, out of the psychotherapeutic literature, this is 120 years of literature, yes? Okay, so this isn't like my opinion. This is like what the, this is what science says, the more 60 to 80% of all transformation you receive uh, in in a helping setting, it's from those three core conditions. Mm. So think about that for a minute. All the skill, all the degrees, all the stuff you think you're doing to help people. No, it's really just, how much do I love you? How mm. much am I authentic with you? How much of my own heart can I give? And mm. how can I connect with you so deeply that I can see the world as you? And what, what I am suggesting or claiming here in Atmana is that the fastest way to embody those three conditions is to live an intuitive life. Mm. And the second thing um, that I would say is intuition is in coaching is this is actually viable skills that you can learn how to do. We teach frameworks here on Atmana. We teach a five-step process for you to formally integrate intuition as a coaching skill. Mm. This is, this moves far beyond just like, oh, connect with the client. It's no here, this is, this is how you use your intuitive impressions This is how you interpret the energy you're receiving. This is how you communicate it. This is how you do it reliably. This is how you do it ethically, right? So I really see intuition. I always say this all the time. Intuition is the new mindfulness, Mm -hmm. like. Remember mindfulness in the 70s when everybody laughed and mm-hmm. now everybody in the whole world feels guilty if they don't meditate every day. <laughs> well, guess what's going to happen in 20 years you guys or maybe even 10. Everybody's going to go, "Oh no, I mean I really got to work on that intuitive intelligence thing." You know, right now we're sort of the people who are giving birth to this, but you mm-hmm. you mark my words. You're going to walk into the grocery store in 10 to 20 years and you're going to see covers that just like you see mindfulness now, you're going to see intuitive because mm-hmm. it's the future for our species, it has to be, we have to return to this intelligence. We have to integrate and embody more of the truth of, of who we are, because if we do not like the quote, I think it, I don't think it was Einstein again. I do not know with what weapons world war three will be fought with, but I know that world war four will be fought with sticks and stones, because Mm -hmm. if we do not return to connection and our humanity and compassion, (laughs) we're not going to be around very much longer. Mm -hmm. Um, so to me, I think intuition is a vital it's a, it's vital for us to return to this, uh, inner technology so that we can, um, connect more deeply with one another, learn to get along with one another, love one another more. Um, you know, and I think it's the future of business too, because it's how human beings, uh, naturally want to be in alignment with whatever their goals are. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's, to me, it really is the foundational premise to all coaching, whether you know it or not, if you're a good coach, you're probably an intuitive coach and you're just, you're just, you're winging it, right? What I'm suggesting is why don't we take that thing that works the most and make it a frontline skill instead of just relying on the number one thing that actually provides transformation last. does that, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense.
1: It does. And, and you often hear actually, when people don't follow their intuition they'll say, you know, I, I had a sense, and and I didn't follow it. And now I've got egg on my face, we we tend to see uh, the downside uh, of not following our intuition when you're like, I, I had a sense, and I ignored it. And now, and now I'm kicking myself, you know, we tend to hear that more. And what we're trying to do now is actually um, get people to be so conscious that it's not a regret, but it's, it's the other way around that that's the very thing that's, That's leading us, Heather. So can you give us some, you know, actionable steps of how we can use intuition to develop our businesses? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm because I think that that would be really important to add a little bit meat to the bone of how do we take some actual steps to see the manifestation and the good of following your intuition?
0: Yeah. So that's a fantastic question. Start at, this is it in a nutshell, in one sentence, start Asking yourself how you feel about whatever decision, opportunity, partnership, whatever is coming up for you in business, begin to ask yourself, how do I feel about this? Now, the reason why we want to pay attention to our emotions is the, the engine. So, um, if your intuition was a car, emotion is the gas. Mm -hmm. So. We know from the research that intuition functions off emotion. It's limbic system, not Mm. neocortex. Remember how I said it's not, Mm -hmm. it's non, it's non logical, right? Mm. It's not illogical. Intuition isn't illogical. It doesn't contradict logic. Mm. It's Mm. non logical. It's just Mm. different. So if you can learn to ask yourself, how do I feel about this? You are halfway there in terms of understanding maybe what your intuition is trying to tell you. It has intuition uses many mechanisms, but the one that's the most readily available to us are our emotions. Mm. So have the courage. It's really, I think, a courageous thing to Mm. say, how do I feel about this? And oftentimes we're scared to ask that question Mm. because we're afraid of what might come up. And many times what our heart is telling us to do isn't what our head is telling us to do. And so I, I think it's a radical act of courage to mm. allow your heart to have a say when mm. you know that it might get in a fight with your head. When we've been taught from the moment we were born to listen to our head and we're fools for not listening mm. to the logical thing. You're crazy. You're wrong. Mm. How could you, how could you, what? That makes no sense. Mm. Right? So mm. it's learning. It's okay that it doesn't make sense. Mm. It's all right. I'm, I'm going to table that. I'm going to table what my head has to say just for a minute. It's all right. We're going to come back to it. How do I Mm. feel? Mm. Okay. Now that I know how I feel, well, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable about that. I feel off. I feel lots of times what you'll find when you ask yourself how you feel is you can't really even put a word to it. So I suggest embody it, act it out. Like if you feel icky, then go, I feel or I feel Ooh. like sometimes it's just a noise. Sometimes it's just a movement of the body. Mm. It doesn't always have to be something you can articulate. Mm. So let yourself feel that and then say, okay, my head's telling me this. My heart's telling me this. What do I want to do here? Mm. Then you get to make that integrated decision, but at least let your heart have a seat at the table. Mm. I, you and I think it should have the seat at the head of the table, but if you're not willing to do that yet, that's fine. Just let it have a seat. So mm. how do you feel?
1: I think, I think there's so much there I want to respond with. I think we could do another whole podcast based on, on that, like just, just your answer. Because I'm thinking that for some people, based on your answer, I think maybe the problem isn't even intuition. The problem is, is people don't like to sit with how they feel. Uh, and, and that bit there, I think, is where the opportunity is, but also where the struggle is for most. And like you said, it takes courage to be able to really listen to how you feel. Uh, so interestingly, if we can focus some of our energy on being okay to actually feel what we do and realize what it is and call it out, then it gives context and strength to how to actually you know, take it to the next level, right?
0: Well, I'll tell you this. The most successful entrepreneurs in the world will tell you, and they've done, I mean, the Institute of Heart Math is a, by the way, if you're looking for a, uh, a company or an organization that have done incredible research, not only on intuition in general, but also entrepreneurial intuition, they're very fascinated with entrepreneurial intuition over there. They have got some incredible research that will help you let that monkey mind brain calm down and realize that the most practical thing you can do in the world is start to cultivate your intuitive intelligence as an entrepreneur or business owner. So what the research shows from a business perspective and an entrepreneur's perspective uh, the research, the heart uh, the researchers at Hartmouth wanted to answer this fundamental question. What is behind the success of serially successful entrepreneurs, people who have started multiple businesses, and have been wildly successful at all of them, which we know, statistically speaking, should not happen, right? So what are these people doing? <laughs> what is up their sleeve, right? Do they have some type of like magic bottled juju, they're pouring all over everything? What is it? And what they found? was entrepreneur they, they use their intuition. All of these serially successful entrepreneurs self-reported, I just go with my gut. I just mm-hmm. do what my intuition tells me what to do. I see a potential opportunity. I let myself go with my gut with how I feel about what we should do. And then I let my head figure out how and I get my team to mobilize around me. Mm-hmm. And the two characteristics they found in these serially successful entrepreneurs who live intuitively, um, the literature calls it sustained passionate intention. Mm. Coupled with these are the two skills, okay, that mm. the serially successful entrepreneurs have. So write this down and it's it's using intuition, but they parsed it out to be two qualities of intuitive leadership sustained passionate intention and sustained passionate attention, meaning that you have the ability to intuitively look at the field of potential opportunities, right? In the future, this is like precognition stuff, right? Mm. In the future, potential opportunities pick the right one. So, first of all, you pick the best opportunity out there you use your intuition to do it that's and then you hold that opportunity in your mind relentlessly relentlessly so you intend something and then you attend to it relentlessly and that my friends (laughs) ladies and gentlemen is an intuitive process that is the most non-logical thing you will ever do who was it uh henry ford said of course i didn't listen to other people When Mm. I was developing the car, if I would have asked them, they would have said a faster horse. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be a genius in your field, if you're going to innovate in business, you better learn how to do this because this is how we do it. Right. Mm. And you, and and it it is very challenging because your soul, your genius, your intuitive self, it, I can, one thing I can promise you, it is going to tell you to do things Mm. that the people around you think are nuts, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing it's not their calling. It's yours. They don't need to understand
1: mm-hmm. it mm-hmm.
0: just as long as you do.
1: So. I think, yeah, that, that for me is, is liberation because I know there's things I've done in my life that don't, that don't make sense to other people. And yet, like I've said, you know, I lead by heart. I do things with heart or not at all. And it doesn't like intuition and emotion are not logical and logic is not emotional or intuitive. They're, they they're very different. Uh, so I liked, I liked that you, that you said that and you said, it's okay. If people don't understand what is important is that, you know, your own truth and you base your own life on your own truth, because we both know that one day we will all stand before our maker and give an account of the truth that we have had and, and what's been at our disposition. So, uh, yeah, some amazing thoughts. I've got two final questions for you, uh, Heather, uh, as we bring this uh, into land, and I tell you we could we could do this twice over, I know it, but um, mm-hmm. I always like to think of the audience. I'm always about the audience, you mm-hmm. know, and this is the Brains magazine podcast. So how can people use their intuition to create content, especially in writing articles? what what would be what would be some of your tips around that?
0: Start with what you're passionate about what do you feel is deeply important to you? I think what we do as creators is we look at the market and we think, Oh, what does the market need? And I think it's a very valuable question to ask as a business owner or as a thought leader. But if we are going to lead intuitively, we have to be willing to, again, create from the inside out. And so I I think the, a very powerful question is what are you passionate about? And then ask what you see going on in the market, okay, what is missing from this conversation? Mm. I think that's a really, really, um, to to try to add from a place of, hey, this is meaningful and deep and rich and purposeful. Because the thing that's missing in the world right now is connection and meaning. We don't need Mm. smarter people giving you more information. What we need is to understand the meaning and the purpose behind the things that we are learning Mm. so that we can use it to improve our lives. And the second thing I would say to that is, Oh, and this is a bit controversial, but what upsets you, what enrages you because that is emotion, my friends. And there are no such thing as bad emotions. It's only how we apply emotion. So what, what angers you, what pisses you off? Mm -hmm. What do you see happening in the world where you're like, I am not standing for this. This needs to stop. Mm. And then speak to that, speak to that, you know, and you can, you can do that compassionately. But mm-hmm. that passion, it's the passion, that's the juice. And you will be creating intuitively if you do that, because it's what's important to you.
1: I'm so glad that you picked up on that second point. So I thought you were going to lead with that one. So I'm so glad you captured it. Because you talked about, obviously, intuition is about how do I feel? So write about your feelings and, and how you feel. And talking about you know the things that upsets you, it's interesting. My last article for Entrepreneur is called don't fake it till you make it because i absolutely something happens in me when i hear the words fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. there's nothing authentic there's nothing credible it's false it's you know masquerade it's not you know and you know so i love that you said that and i think it's really helpful for people that are listening that are creatives that are creating content uh, for, for you to add that bit of flavor so thank you my last question for you heather has nothing to do with intuition i love to ask this question because i always find it it kind of says something about you and you've mm-hmm. quoted a lot of people today as well so i'm wondering whether that's going to give a clue to your answer but uh, i would love to know heather who would you most like to meet if you had the choice right now either living or dead and, and why why that particular person
0: oh my gosh what a fantastic question! um, someone I don't know. I'll be honest with you. The, what comes back is my dad. I'd like to see my dad again. He passed away in 2006. He's the wisest, most brilliant person. I know if I could have a conversation with anybody, uh, it would be my dad, but Mm -hmm. I suppose apart from my dad, um, You know, I'm going to sound incredibly boring and totally basic here, but I'm going to say Jesus Christ. I would love, I think he's one of the most controversial uh, figures in, you know, not only religious, but just in a historical context, right? We mark time by this person's birth. What's going on? So I think I would like to meet Jesus Christ and have an honest conversation with him about his teachings.
1: And yet you've met him.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) already that's true anyway but but i i I would like to like if i could get in a time machine i would want to go back to that time and see kind of what is going on right what was happening back then and his teachings are very controversial controversial and also um another thing i love in studying religion i'm kind of an amateur um, religious scholar you also see a lot of the same teachings in all the other major religions of the world so i i sort of say that from an inclusive lens i think truth is truth uh, and wherever I can find it, I'm going to take it. But um, I think he'd be an incredible person to have a conversation with after my father. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, kn- I didn't know about your father. So big hugs for you on that one, because uh, mm. I can't imagine the pain of of losing uh, a father or, or a mother for for that matter. And uh, yeah, I, I love, I love your reasons as to why, you know, obviously you made a big impression on your life and, uh, mm. And obviously uh, your relationship with Jesus as well, I think is uh, beautiful. Any final thoughts then, Heather, before we uh, bring this uh, to a close?
0: I guess suppose I will leave you with this. If you can't quite find a justification or a logical reason for following your intuition, then I want you to remember this, this statement. I would rather make the gravest of mistakes than, than to surrender my own soul's judgment. Mm. I would rather fail miserably in life, daring to do what is actually important to me than succeeding, living through a false self. And so my dad used to say this to me all the time, Heather, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. And even when I lose, I win. And when I was a kid, I didn't understand it. But now that I'm older, I do. My dad lived his life according to what he thought was true and what he felt would be good for all people around him. And even if he made mistakes, even if he failed, he won because he was daring to live a soul led life. And so even when you're wrong, you're right. And even if you lose, you win, if you are living intuitively. So have the courage to do so.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. What a great way to end the show. Thank you, Heather.
0: Thank you for having me, Mark.
1: Thank you for joining this episode with me, Max Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.